1: And I think that in order to really appreciate the gravity of it, we have to understand, listen, God places a much greater value upon human relationships than most human beings do. Let me say that again. God places a much greater value on your relationships than you and I tend to place upon them.
0: People around you that are more mature in their faith can be a huge encouragement for a young believer. Your relationships with others, as you'll get to see today with Pastor Robert, are important to God and there's a reason. You can bring someone else up in their faith as those over you encourage you to keep growing too. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 15, as he continues his message Destruction.
1: His love is the to be able to avoid these disputes, we have to be able to spot the disingenuous people, the people who are insincere, and they come with questions that are not really questions. You know what I mean? Like the guy, there was a guy a few months ago that was here, and and I realized pretty quickly, this guy, he doesn't know Jesus. He's not a Christian, and and he didn't call himself a Christian. He didn't claim to be really a Christian. He kind of claimed to be a new age. I forget how he worded it, but he had taken a little bit from different religions and made up something for himself, which is quite common today. But the way he approached me after it was between services, he says to me, well, what about, and I don't even remember the specific, I just remember the attitude that was so clearly sarcastic. Well, why do you guys do this? What do you think about that? How do you baptize people? Why don't you baptize people on the same day that they come forward for salvation? You realize the question, this question is not really a question, meaning that, this person is not asking for discussion or asking for an answer. They're asking for the purpose of provoking an argument. They already have their mind made up. Well, what do you teach about the rapture? You can just see from the body language. You just want to fight. I'm not up for that. Well, we have to be able to spot it. Now, now, listen, another thing that we need to be able to spot is churches that are kind of developed that way. Because it's, it's a huge problem in the United States, especially. Churches are planted by recruiting from existing churches not to evangelism. It's not that they're going out and doing outreach, going out and praying for people on the street, going out and talking to people about Jesus. No, no, no. What they do is they'll use some other mechanism, like one of the ones that's super popular, you know, in different parts of the country. They'll do a big conference, and they invite all the churches from their area to come to this big conference that they're doing, or this festival or whatever they call it, right, where they have big-name musicians come in, and they put this big show on, and they bring all the people together, and, and maybe they'll even do it for two or three years, and then take the database that they've developed by selling tickets, you know, in that geographic area, and they start a church. But they've started a church by creating division. They take people who were plugged in to an existing body, and recruit them, pull them away. Now listen to me. God doesn't appreciate that, and I can prove it to you. I will prove it to you in just a moment. You and I need to be careful. If somebody's part of a Bible-believing church, you have no business trying to persuade them to come to Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If they're plugged into a Bible-teaching church, don't be inviting them here. That's not what God put us here for. God put us here to reach people who don't know Jesus. The Apostle Paul said, I don't go where somebody else has already laid a foundation. I go where there is no foundation because God has called me to share the gospel with people who have not heard the gospel. Elizabeth and I have talked about it over the years, how rare it is... I can think of one time in my life, one time in the past 35 years that I've had someone say to me they feel called to plant a church in Liberty City or in Brownsville or in Opalaca or in Overtown. No, no, no. They feel called to Cocoa Plum and Kendall, Coral Gables over to Miami Beach. And I tell people, you have no idea what Miami Beach was like when we started Nobody had any money. Nobody had any money. And when we started down in South Beach, it was just a bunch of kids in their 20s who were barely able to make rent. It was a very different place back then. And the only reason we started a church is that there wasn't a church in the city of Miami Beach teaching the Bible in English. There were a couple of churches teaching the Bible in Spanish, but there were none teaching the Bible in English. And I couldn't convince anybody else to start one. So we started one. And I've had others, you know, they want to start in Wynwood and they look, you know, it's like, listen, seriously? The mindset that they have is we can do it better. We can do it better than them. We're going to do a better job than they are. That's not your call. I mean, you don't understand. Our music is so awesome. I don't care. Our pastor, he's just such an amazing Bible teacher. Doesn't matter. If God has connected a body of believers together, you better leave it alone. You better leave it alone. Don't be an instrument of division. This was already a problem in the early church. Romans 16 verse 17 warns us. He says, I urge you, brethren, I urge you, family, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. And then to Titus, remember we talked about Titus. He took Titus with him on this thing. We already looked at a couple of verses from Titus, but I stopped short. The next two verses, Titus chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, he says, reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition. We've talked about this in the past. You give them two warnings. You don't go through the whole Matthew 18, 15 to 17 disciplinary process. Now he's like, you don't, no, no, no. You you warn him twice, and then you show him the door. Reject a divisive man after a couple of warnings, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. It's like, wow, Lord, I mean, tell us what you really mean about this. this. This is harsh language, and it gets even harsher before we're done. Third point, my final observation: divisiveness is evil, and we need to understand that God. Calls divisiveness evil. Not just a bad idea. You really don't want to be up to that. No, no, no. It's evil. It's evil. And I think that in order to really appreciate the gravity of it, we have to understand listen, God places a much greater value upon human relationships than most human beings do. Let me say that again. God places a much greater value on your relationships than you and I tend to place upon them. Matthew tells us that one day one of the Pharisees approached Jesus and asked Jesus to define God's number one priority, his greatest concern for the human race. Many of you know the passage that I'm talking about. The answer revolved around relationships. Matthew twenty 36, we're told that the Pharisee asked him, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Do you understand what Jesus said to this guy? He's like, Everything in the book, everything that Moses tried to teach you, everything that God the Father laid out in the scriptures, it all hangs on this. Love God with all that you are, with all that you have, with everything, and love your neighbor as yourself. And it goes on, by the way, the Bible does expand that. This is not about emotion, it's not about how you feel about yourself, and you have to feel good about yourself before you can treat other people nicely. No, that's garbage.
0: 5312730 That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.